The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Welcome to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. Welcome back to the show. Hey, it's been a while, uh, Rocco. Great to be back and part of the sports angle. Absolutely. And baseball season, it, it's going to be here close enough. And there's always these pregame celebrations. There's all these traditions in baseball. And one of the most important traditions and one of the most reoccurring traditions is the ceremonial first pitch where you will bring out like an actor or you'll bring out a former athlete or on occasion you'll bring out, you know, somebody from like a charity or a foundation and they will toss out the ceremonial first pitch. Well, over the last nine or 10 years, we have noticed a reoccurring trend. We have noticed a popularity and having political figures toss out the first pitch. And it was reported recently that former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden is going to toss out the ceremonial first pitch for opening day with the Washington Nationals in 2021. That he is going to, for the second time, uh, the Nationals are going to have a someone of that political um, magnitude do a ceremonial first pitch. And it got me thinking. Like, they had Dr. Fauci do it in 2020 on opening day. They're having now Joe Biden do it in 2021. I have to ask you, and I have to ask everyone who's listening, do you think that political figures and really career politicians and people in, you know, higher standards in, like, the medical industry and in the all of these different categories, do you think that they should be put on this certain pedestal where a ceremonial first pitch should be allowed for them to do? Like, Do you think that having them toss out the first pitch on an opening day or having them toss out a first pitch on a certain promotion or giveaway, do you think that should be allowed? And more importantly, do you think that it's okay that someone of that uh, magnitude should even be doing this in the first place? Well, as you had mentioned, Rocco, it's been a tradition for as long as I can remember, <clears throat> excuse me, that you have these political figures, uh, former presidents, congressmen, all types of political people, as well as celebrities and other athletes from other sports who the actors, I mean, we've had all different types of people throughout history who have been a part of these uh, these opening day first pitch uh, events because it really becomes an event within the opening day ceremony. Uh, I think that, I think especially right now, just because of the heightened politicization of everything in the country and the fact that you're having these specific figures who are very prominent, as you mentioned before, in in politics, that it's 
just the nature of where we are right now that's making that be something that is highlighted because this is really nothing new what's happening. I think it's just, again, people are on both sides of the fence when it comes to a lot of the things uh, uh, in the political landscape of the country right now. And of course, because of the polarization uh, that we're having with camps on one side and camps on the other side, I think there's a hypersensitivity on both sides to anything that is perceived as being uh, political in any way. Uh, it's just hard for me to embrace this because I'm not really in either camp to have a really a, a, an opinion about whether it's right or wrong because it's just something, Rocco, that has happened throughout my all the years that I've been watching sports. It's just never really been an issue. And I just see it as more of something right now that is definitely being highlighted uh, because of the polarization uh, uh, politically. And I think it's unfortunate. And I don't think either side is right or wrong either in terms of you know whether a Fauci should be doing it or whether uh, a, a Joe Biden is doing it. I think that it's just the way that things are right now. Um, that's kind of my answer to that. And we're talking about baseball here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. And look, I've always been on this idea where if they are going to do an opening day first pitch, if they're going to go out there and they're going to celebrate a baseball game, like if they don't make it a big deal, then I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, if they don't use it as a way to be, in lack of a better word, a publicity stunt, I'm okay with that. I mean, back in the 90s, um, the first George Bush, he used to go to Texas Rangers games all the time. Now, granted, yes, he was still the president, but you could tell that when he went to Rangers games, he was there because he was a fan. He was there because he like the Texas Rangers. In fact, he even owned the team at one point. Most people don't know that. So when they are there just as fans and when they're there to, you know, have a good time, I'm fine with that. But the problem I've noticed, and especially over the last decade, decade and a half, is that a lot of these political figures, like you said, with congressmen, uh, vice presidents, presidents, you know, all these people in these high um, high positions, it seems like they use it as a publicity stunt. They, it seems like they use it as a way to make them look like, hey, I'm just one of you guys, like that kind of thing. And I have to ask, uh, from that standpoint, like if a president or a vice president or somebody from that high uh, position, if they just go to a game just to enjoy it, like if they want to go to the World Series like George Bush did in 2001, if they just go just to have a good time and just to be there and enjoy the game, what do you think that is something that they would be open to? Like they would be – you'd be more uh, willing to watch a president be at a game just having a good time as opposed to having it be a publicity stunt, as opposed to having it be – just something that the cameras and the videos uh, cameras can record. Because it seemed like that's what it's been over the last decade and a decade and a half, as opposed to what the Bushes did when they were presidents, or Reagan when he was president. Well, I think ideally anytime, of course it would be ideal if a political figure showed up at a game just because they were a fan. And I'm sure some of these political figures are fans of these teams that they show up uh, to watch in, in various sports. But baseball in particular seems to have a lot of presence, uh, again, because they use that ceremonial first pitch as kind of a, a setup for the game. Um, but I would say that the reflection, what they're really doing, Rocco, is they're reflecting what politicians do anyway, which is generally they take advantage of opportunities. And again, the only reason why they have the opportunity is because some Major League Baseball team offered them the opportunity. So basically, it's a it's kind of a partnership between the, the franchise that allows the political figure to show up and the political figure who shows up. So basically, the 
the franchises that invite these people to show up know that there is going to be an increased interest in their opening day ceremony if they have a political figure who is showing up for their game and throwing that ceremonial first pitch. It's going to be out in all the news cycles, the fact that it happened, local news, national news. The franchises are leveraging that publicity for their ends. And uh, it's the same thing on the, uh, the side of the politician is they're leveraging a big audience in order to promote their platforms and their presence. So it's definitely a partnership between the franchises and the politicians. It, it, it's not a one-sided thing because those franchises that are inviting these politicians to show up are also benefiting from their presence. So we're getting towards the end of the segment here. If you had to have one president all time, like all 45 presidents that have been in office, if you could pick one president to do a ceremonial first pitch throughout all of history, who would it be and why? Because I'm going with Honest Abe. I'm going Abraham Lincoln. I want to see if he can do a fastball right down the middle for a strike. Uh, <laughs> president that I would pick to uh, to do the first ceremonial pitch at a game, you know who it would be? It would probably be Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And I'd like to see him do it in his wheelchair, you know, because I've always been inspired by the fact that that guy continued to uh, serve as president when he couldn't even walk anymore. That would be really inspirational. And I don't know if he ever actually got a chance to do one of those, but that would be the president. I'd like to see him out there. You know, it's World War Two times. And this guy is dealing with some of the heaviest crisis in the history of the world and he's out there and he's smiling and he throws the first pitch that would be my pick absolutely roosevelt lincoln absolute legends as presidents and we are here on on sports angle with guy dawson classic communications i'm your host rocco we're going to stay with our sports discussion so don't go anywhere we'll be right back is an urgent health notice all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. AMP, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. 
The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-854-3183. 800 3183 That's 800-854-3183. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications And for all the listeners in Las Vegas, I know that you love your sports. And the one thing I know you love more than just watching sports is going to sporting events live. You know, there's a certain type of feeling to going to a UNLV Rebel basketball game. There's a certain feeling of going to a Raiders game eventually when we're allowed to do that. When you go to a Vegas Golden Knights hockey game and you hear John Wick mode blare through the speakers as Marc-Andre Fleury is leading them to the tunnel. Okay, there is always that type of feeling that just gets you on your feet. Uh, For anyone who's gone to any of the races at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, when they drop that green flag and you hear those engines roaring down the front stretch, you know, it gets your adrenaline pumping. But that's only when you see it live. But thanks to certain people that I'm not going to bash here on the sports angle, Las Vegas live sporting events, there has been a change in plans. As it was first reported a couple of days ago, the Las Vegas Bowl, which is normally the annual bowl game they have here, they are going to do it at Allegiant Stadium for the first time, in 2020, well, that has been canceled. The Las Vegas Bowl, because of certain restrictions, has been canceled. There's not even going to be fans. There's not going to be anybody at Allegiant Stadium in late December for this bowl game. Guy, do you think that was the right call for them to outright cancel the Las Vegas Bowl for two teams that were going to be Cal and Missouri, do you think they will get another opportunity to be at a different bowl game? Or will they not have any bowl game at all because they were originally slotted to be at the Las Vegas Bowl? What do you think? There's probably a financial reasons. Um, You know, usually they say when, when an action uh, takes place, follow the money. And I would say that, I mean, not to say that there's not the interest of everyone with COVID uh, for, in terms of health and them canceling uh, these bowl games. But I just suspect, not knowing completely what the situation is, but I would suspect that there's probably some type of a financial thing that's tied into the, these games are not being played. And the way it could be working out financially is with all the limitations that we have on seating uh, and everything being so up in the air in terms of is the country going to be shut down again? Is Las Vegas uh, in particular going to be shut down again? I know I was uh, listening to a news report uh, with our governor, Steve Sisolak, 
yesterday, uh, and he gave some pretty strong indications uh, that there's a good possibility if the numbers don't curve in the amount of coronavirus cases uh, here in Southern Nevada, his words were, we're going to take strong action in that direction. So that's a pretty strong thing to say. And I would think that maybe some of these uh, sports organizations are reacting to, again, we're getting back to politics, right? Because there's so much politicization uh, of, of politics involved in all the decisions that are being made uh, throughout this country right now, us having a governor, uh, I would say that I, I think it's just awful that we're having cancelings of things that we are accustomed to, we're used to, we wish we could watch the uh, college football. Of course, we got the Raiders. We can't even go and watch them live. As a fan, I'm very disappointed in the fact that we can't do that. But uh, as a, a person who understands uh, sort of the way that things work, I'm not surprised at all because I know that there are financial and political reasons for why these things aren't happening. And as we're talking about uh, the sports uh, situation here in Las Vegas on the sports angle with Guy Dawson from Classic Communications, and there has been more of an effect than just the Las Vegas Bowl because – there has actually been a report that because of statewide restrictions, because of the decision-making by the esteemed governor and our legislators here in the state, the re-upcoming Boise State Bronco UNLV Rebel football game is a no-go. That this has been a cancellation for that game. Now, obviously, I can make the joke that UNLV hasn't won a game, so is it probably a blessing in disguise for them? But if we are being serious, I know that there are people who are UNLV Rebel alumni in this state. I know there are people who have been diehard, lifelong fans of the Rebels. So for them to have their game canceled— what does this mean for the rest of the season for UNLV? And could this affect UNLV basketball when they eventually have to start playing at the Thomas and Mac? Will there be games canceled for the running Rebels because of the statewide restriction? I think there's a couple of perspectives that you can bring to this. Uh, in terms of college athletics as compared to professional athletics. So when you're talking about UNLV, basically you are, uh, you're dealing with kids who are not being paid to play the particular sport that they're being pay, uh, playing. So it's kind of a different way of looking at it uh, from the college perspective. And if say some, some, one of the, the players at UNLV ends up correct, uh, catching coronavirus, we're seeing coronavirus is running rampant amongst these teams in the NFL, canceling games left and right. Well, you've got a college athlete, right? This person is basically just getting a college scholarship in exchange for coming to the school and playing football. If one of them were to get coronavirus and pass away from coronavirus, because of the outcry of the community that sports should go on. And this is someone who is basically an amateur athlete who ends up catching the disease and dying from it. I mean, I think there's a lot of liability that would go along with that. It's kind of a different story when you're talking about professional sports, where these athletes are signing contracts to play professional sports. So I can see where the NFL is really trying to push the boundary as far as can in terms of playing these games. And of course, I mean, the NFL is a multi-billion dollar industry, although uh, the NCAA is way up there in the billions as well. So, uh, but the fact that there's this amateur status and you've got these young people who are not even being paid to play college athletics, uh, specifically football, and to subject them to possibly catching it and maybe dying from it, these colleges from a public relations perspective, I can tell you that's the kind of that's the business that I'm in. They may be taking a long look at this and saying, look, we don't want the blood of this on our hands as a university. One of these young people potentially dying from COVID. 
the amateur side has always been a solid point. And they have been canceling games left, right, and center with the NCAA, with basketball and with football. But just the fact that it's the state of Nevada itself is just something that has always caught the attention of the people who've been here in this state. But to be fair, UNLV hasn't won a basketball game or a football game yet this season. So like I said, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. But there has been one more venue that has been heavily affected by this new statewide restriction, and that is the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Now, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, starting on November 25th, they announced that the rest of their entire schedule in 2020 is going to be canceled. So the Silver State Road Course Series, which I've been to myself multiple times, it's a fun event to be, be at. They had the Thanksgiving Bracket Nationals. They had the Midnight Mayhem events. All of those are going to be canceled in the month of December. And I have to ask you very quickly, with the racetrack even being canceled, what do you think that means for the state of Nevada that these statewide restrictions have even had the Speedway be canceling their events? Well, I know initially that they were really trying to get motorsports going. It, I think motorsports was one of the earliest sports to come back, if I'm not uh, yeah, mistaken, they when they started to open things up again. Um, and so the fact that they're shutting things back down again, uh, again, you follow the money. <laughs> and I would say that there is definitely a financial reason why it is probably happening. Uh, motorsports seems to be relatively safe because they're in their cars and there's no one else around. But there again, maybe part of the revenue is from people being there live and there's not enough revenue because the live gate isn't there for them to move forward with it. Yeah, like Jerry Maguire said, show me the money. You know, show me the money. So, that's it, the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. We're going to get into the NFL, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now.
This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Do you wonder where your food comes from? More and more people do. America's corn farmers work hard every day to grow a crop that you can be proud to serve your family. And they're doing it with an eye towards sustainability, caring for water, air, soil, and resources that fuel healthy families and more sustainable products. Take a look to find out how farmers in rural America work to make life better for all of us, from cities to their rural communities. Learn more at ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com for by the Health Alert Hotline. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double AMP TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. And in the last segment, you briefly mentioned the NFL, and you mentioned how they are professional athletes. There's all of this money that's at play. And there is something in the NFL that just irritates me the more and more I think about it. There is something that over the last decade, the last nine or ten years, has become a phenomenon. It's become a trend. And that is the fact that teams now because the salary cap in the NFL keeps expanding at this rate, because the salary cap keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, we are seeing uh, $40 million contracts. We're seeing players get a one-year deal like for $28 million. Like We're seeing all of this crazy money being tossed around. But it's not the money itself that upsets me. It's the length of said money that upsets me. And more importantly, there is a trio of athletes that over the last year have signed 12-year contracts that just make me lose my mind. All right, in baseball, you had Mike Trout signed a a 12-year deal, $426 million. You had Mookie Betts, the Los Angeles Dodgers, sign a 12-year deal, $365 million. And then you had Patrick Mahomes sign a 12-year deal worth more than $500 million. And the fact that teams can give these players 12-year deals when a player can get injured and have their career end just like that. That is alarming to me. 
the fact that these teams can give out these long stretches of deals, even though they don't know for certain what will happen to that athlete. Guy, do you think that this is a trend that is going to keep on going? Do you think that this is a trend that in sports is going to keep on happening? And if it does, are we eventually going to get to a point where we're going to see a 15-year deal? Are we going to get to a point where an organization will sign a player at 21 to an 18-year deal to make sure that he stays with their organization forever? Could we get to that point? Well, I feel that basically with the ownership, yes, is what they're doing is they're they're locking players into deals uh, to for for their as a leverage. And for a young athlete, um, you look at a Mahomes, or uh, I know Trout's a little bit older, and I think Betts is a little bit older. But uh, you got a young guy like a Mahomes. He's 23 or 24 years old, and he's locking himself into a 12-year deal. What the franchise is doing is they're basically putting putting a tag on this athlete, uh, and and basically saying, uh, you know, that it becomes really an investment in an athlete. Not that you aren't investing in an athlete when it's a short-term deal, but there is a much bigger picture when you start creating deals for 12 years, 10 years, 12 years, and longer, uh, perhaps, as you mentioned, uh, something that we may see in the future is basically these owners are investing in, in these athletes, and it's much bigger than them being a football player or a baseball player or a basketball player. It's much more about that. They basically have equity in that franchise at that point because this is some a figure that they want to be able to market their team around, uh, not only from the athletic standpoint of them going out there being successful uh, as a quarterback or a pitcher or an outfielder, but it's also about all the other aspects of, of promoting that athlete. You've got that that cornerstone athlete in your organization, that go-to person that you can count on, and having them locked into a contract uh, allows you to be able to do that. Of course, the way that these contracts are structured uh, it can be difficult, and this is some of, some of the challenges that franchises have when they lock these athletes into these long-term contracts is you never know what's going to happen with the health of any athlete. And so what can potentially happen to you is that you got this, this athlete that you've tied into a long-term deal who ends up having a catastrophic injury, and that's, again, that's, that's investing, right? That's from a, from a business perspective – the risks that you take when you're investing in something are, hey, you never know what's going to happen. One of these days, uh, Patrick Mahomes rolls out and uh, a big defensive end comes and smashes him and his leg gets disfigured and he can never uh, play quarterback anymore. And so there's a definitely um, um, it has a, an investment feel to me when these franchises go and create these long contracts. They're looking at the risk and the reward, the reward of having a athlete on your, your squad for a long time is you've got that recognizable figure. I mean, they make money off jerseys and every other aspect of marketing that athlete for many, many years. When you look at a Kobe Bryant uh, playing with the Lakers for as long as he played uh, with them. Uh, and other athletes who uh, Tim Duncan with the San Antonio Spurs, Tom Brady, all the years that he played in uh, New England, you've got this athlete who is the cornerstone, the face of the franchise. And there are tremendous marketing opportunities that are involved in that, especially if the team is successful on the field. So I would say that the elite athletes are going to have probably more and more opportunities to sign these long-term deals for a lot of money. As we're talking about the length of sports contracts here on the Sports Angle with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications, I understand that owners want to keep their investment long term. And I understand that owners want to lock up a future gold mine. I get it. But, you know, not to sound like an old timer, but. Let's just take you back 20 to 25 years, and you saw a two-year deal 
a two-year deal with an option for a third season. If at the most, you would see a five-year deal, and those were normally given out to like the best of the best. Like if you got a five-year deal back in the 90s, that meant that you were a superstar level type of caliber. And it just seems like we have evolved so much in a short time span when you really think about, you know, how about the world. When you think about what our timeline actually is, 20, 25 years isn't that long. So to see this evolution where you saw five-year deals was really like the max to go from that to 12-year deals that we are right now. Do you think that if sports ever went back to decreasing the salary cap, if, for example, in baseball, the luxury tax was lowered to a certain number, do you think that these contracts would go away, these 12, 14-year contract extensions would they go away if the luxury tax was lowered in MLB? Same with the NBA. If the soft salary cap was lowered in the NBA, do you think that that would prevent teams from giving these players six-year deals, you know, seven-year deals, giving them that these mega contracts? Or in the NFL with 12-year deals, would they lowered it from $200 million down to you know something like 150 million or something down to 140 million. Now, obviously, cutting it in that much would need to have a drastic effect. And with the loss of money that these owners have had because of COVID, that would be the reason for it. But back to the question I'm asking: Do you think if they decrease the high percentage of money that the luxury tax has and and the soft cap? has in certain sports, that these long-term deals would go away? I mean, if it makes financial sense for the owners, you know, the decisions that they're making, sports is a business, and we always have to understand that. And again, I am the biggest of sports fans. I mean, I just enjoy watching athletes compete in sports. But you have to understand that the decisions that these owners are making, and not that they're not fans of sports, too. But the decisions that they make ultimately because they've invested in a asset, which is the sports franchise that they own. So ultimately, all decisions uh, at the end of the day, as people say a lot, is they're tied into finances. And so if it's if it's more um, if it works better for their business model to create short term contracts, they're definitely going to do that. But as long as there is a, a profit in them locking these athletes into long-term deals, I think they're going to continue to do that. And uh, so, yes, if the salary cap got adjusted and if that limits their flexibility, I absolutely say that you would see a change in the way that they uh, create these contracts. Understandable. And I will say as what my angle would be, Take the model from the NHL and have a upper limit where the maximum that a player can get a contract in terms of length is an eight-year deal. If you did that, they could get paid X amount of money, but their length would be the would be the max. That's it at the sports angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We're here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. AMP, the multi-format network, is here to help create, produce, distribute, and sell your content. For more information, send a message to info at aamp.tv. That's info at aamp.tv. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. 
Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back brace covered by Medicare. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. The Health Alert Hotline is your back brace company. These specialized braces have been thoroughly tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility. Don't wait. The deadline is fast approaching. The call just takes a few minutes, and we will handle all of the Medicare paperwork. Back braces have helped thousands of people just like you get relief from their back pain and return to living their lives to the fullest, enjoying activities they thought they might never be able to experience again. Find out if you're eligible to receive a pain-relieving back brace. Make sure to have your Medicare card ready when you call. Call us right now. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Big welcome to everyone listening on CBS Sports, KSIX, Astros, Rockets, Texans Radio Network, as well as Magic 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco. Let's get back into it. We are here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications Here in the United States, here in the U.S. of A., we love certain types of sports. All right, we love our American pastime. We love baseball. We love the hardwood. We love basketball. All right, we love the pigskin. We love American football. And we love hockey. We love seeing fights break out. We like to see these uh, slap shots. It's something we love to see. But one thing I have observed is that for the people who focus primarily on American sports, you're kind of putting yourself in a bubble. You're putting yourself in this bubble of you're watching all these American sports. You're watching everything here in North America. But if you have either A, family members who live in a different country, or B, you have an audience or you have people who watch your show from other countries, you will know that there are so many sports that aren't really well-known here in North America and the United States that have mainstream appeal everywhere else. I mean, heck, football, or as we call it here in America, soccer, is the most watched sport uh, in, in, in the world. All right. Millions and millions and millions of people watch soccer every single year in all of these different countries. There are sports like cricket. There's sports like tennis. There are sports like golf, for example, that in other countries are loved and cherished over there. But yet a lot of those said sports I just mentioned They don't get 
the same type of popularity here in the U.S. And vice versa, American football hasn't necessarily caught on as much over in the U.K. The NBA hasn't necessarily caught on as a big market in Europe. So I have to ask you, why do you think this is? Like, Why do you think that sports that are primarily dominant in North America don't appeal over in Europe and certain sports over in Europe don't translate well in terms of market here in North America. Is there a reason for it? I think a lot of it probably just the origins of the sports, you know, when a origin when you look at baseball was basically uh, invented in the United States uh, and, um, and, although basketball was too, and that's actually become a pretty, pretty popular sport worldwide. Uh, but I would say uh, your origins uh, of those sports has plays a big part in whether or not it becomes the dominant sport in your country. So you've got a sport like NFL football, you've got similar sports in other parts of the world. You have rugby in Australia and England and a lot of these countries, very similar sports. You have, uh, as you mentioned before, in the UK, you have cricket, which is a sport that's very similar to baseball. And I had never watched a cricket match actually until I was on a cruise and I was going to the Bahamas and I was, you know, it was the first time I had ever watched cricket before. The Bahamas, of course, was a territory of the British. So they have a lot of that British influence there. And I saw the similarities to baseball in those sports. And so I think some of our sports here in the United States could be, have been influenced by sports that originated in other countries. And then, you know, we've created our own version of those sports here in the U.S. And uh, I know with, with soccer, Rocco, I remember back in the early 80s, when everyone was talking about how soccer was going to become this incredibly popular sport uh, in the United States, although even at that time, uh, football in these other countries in South America and Europe and all over the world uh, was the absolute most popular sport. And for whatever reason, soccer never really has caught on to the extent, again, this is now we're looking at 40 years later and still hasn't become uh, an, a very popular sport here in the United States. And uh, maybe it never will catch on. Um, and one of the reasons I'll give you a, a perspective on that is a lot of the top athletes that we have that are playing these other sports, say football or baseball or basketball, that's where a lot of the top athletes in America are flocking to. And so you're not necessarily getting the top athletes in America who are playing soccer. So if you had, say you had a, a Kobe Bryant um, who, instead of playing basketball, had decided that he was going to be a soccer player. But because soccer isn't a real popular sport in America, or if you had a, a Mike Trout or someone else that didn't have as many options to play other sports, uh, they would have become soccer players. And then we would have elite soccer players in this country. But I think a lot of it is just the breeding and the, the conditioning that we have uh, for certain sports here in this country uh, that are keeping us from getting involved in sports that other countries embrace. We're talking about uh, sports and the differences between North America and Europe and all of these different populations around the world uh, here with Guy Dawson from Classy Communications. And it's like you mentioned, with the United States, normally and primarily, if you are born here, you are going to play that said sport here. Like if you're a Canadian and you play hockey, you're most likely going to play your junior hockey in Canada. All right. If you play baseball here in North America, you're most likely going to play baseball here in North America. I mean, yes, we have seen in the past players from the United States go play baseball in Japan. We have seen basketball players from Europe, like a Luka Doncic, like a Dirk Nowitzki, that has come over to America and have dominated. But like you said, normally and primarily, the country that you're in is normally the sport 
that you dominate said sport in. So when we get back to the whole U.S. versus U.K. or U.S. versus Europe or U.S. versus the population, the rest of the world, I understand the whole gap and I understand the whole generation thing. I get that. But there is one key difference that I have observed, and that is that there are two uh, examples of similar sports, one in North America and one in Europe, that have completely different audience bases. Like, I'll give you an example. In auto racing, which is a sport that I love, it's close to my heart. Here in America, we have NASCAR. We have stock car racing. And here in North America, they love NASCAR. They love seeing the being and banging. They love seeing the crashes. They like seeing the fights on pit road. That's what they like here in North America. But if you have family over in Europe, or if you wake up at 4 a.m. to watch Formula One, which is the most popular auto racing sport in Europe, you know that they treat racing completely different over there. There isn't a lot of fights. There isn't a lot of beating and banging. It's a lot of precision. It's a lot of, you know, lap after lap hitting your marks every single time. The second one is um, fighting. Over here in North America, UFC has taken off. And UFC has become the sport to watch if you want to see somebody get beaten up on a Saturday night. Whereas in Europe, thanks to Sky Sports and thanks to all these different companies, boxing is still mainstream over there in Europe. So let me ask you, why do you think that there is this cultural difference, like I said, with NASCAR versus Formula One? UFC versus boxing. You know, I mentioned earlier football here in America versus football over in Europe. Why do you think that there is this different market and different fan bases for similar sports and similar um, situations? I think what you had mentioned a couple of uh, seconds ago is it's just the, the cultural things and so you talked about boxing. Boxing is uh, a sport that originated, uh, of course, many, many years ago and has been popular around the world, specifically in England and a lot of the countries in Europe uh, for a very long time. And basically, the United States has kind of inherited uh, that uh, particular sport. Uh, with the UFC, I know that the earliest UFC bat, um, matches that I remember watching back in the mid-90s, uh, most of their stars were from South America, if I remember. And, yeah, and then Brazil. all of a sudden, yeah. the UFC really got itself grounded in the United States. Uh, but it didn't really start as a, a big league in the United States. However, a lot of these athletes started coming to the United States from South America, and then uh, the UFC just gradually started to, to grow. It became a really popular thing uh, here in the U.S. Uh, but I say, in, in my opinion, the United States is not as old as a lot of countries. I don't think we realize sometimes here in the U.S. how young we are compared to most of the countries in the world. I mean, yeah, we're only we had our celebrated years old. That's it. Yeah, we only celebrated our 200th birthday. I remember I was around for 1976 when we celebrated our 200th birthday. We are a relatively young country compared to the vast majorities of the countries in the world. And so the way that we adopt things, I think, kind of reflects our newness and why you see a lot of things done in a much more traditional way uh, in these other countries, as you talked about with Europe, uh, the way that they go about car racing and their whole attitude about that. Well, I think that the violence that you see at on racetracks here in, in the United States is kind of a reflection <laughs> of how we embrace violence. And not to say that they don't have violence in Europe and these other countries as well, but uh, I think that what you see on the racetracks in America is a reflection of of our culture and the way that we've embraced the UFC. Uh, we are definitely a culture that embraces violence 
at a high level. And I think that it's reflected uh, in the sports that appeal to us. Guy Dawson from Classic Communications. Very quickly, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, you can learn more about our public relations and marketing company at ClassyCommunications.net, uh, or you can give me a call at 702-845-6129. Help get the word out about what you do. And I'm your host, Rocco. Follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio, and follow the show at The Sports Angle and thesportsangle.com. Thanks to Sonar for helping me out. So long, everyone. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. Climate change, public health, economic shifts, and social inequality. We face grand challenges in these areas and more. Join us on Access to Excellence, the podcast where George Mason University's thought leaders explore global issues and the paths forward. Podcast.gmu.edu.